Thank you for listening to this podcast one production. Stay little chico pit boomers 305 but I said Mr. Worldwide you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCOA. The time has come. This is your non-spoiler review for the latest movie in the DC film franchise. It is Shazam. I am Perry. You guys know Koi. And we're excited to be here. We're yes. really excited to be here and finally talking about this movie. Yeah. Um, you guys don't need a synopsis. You know what Shazam is at this point. So, uh, Koi, you want to kick us off? What are just like your overall thoughts on the movie? Broad thoughts was this movie surprised me in so many ways because my expectations were high, but they were high in a, a reasonable way. I didn't think this was going to be Deadpool for the DC Universe. I didn't think this was going to be a movie that shone a light in such a way that it was aware of itself while still delivering plot, while taking itself seriously, while not taking itself seriously. Seriously, it danced so many lines I didn't think were quite possible, and the things it reminded me of, I didn't know I was missing. It reminded me of Big, which obviously everyone's going to talk yes, about, yes. but it also reminded me of The Goonies meets Pagemaster. Now, I haven't talked about the page master in years because who has? But the whole time I was watching the movie, it had this amazing late 80s, late 80s, early 90s vibe that I didn't realize I missed. And Deadpool did something similar where the messy chronology meets the self-aware meta-ness meets all those other things. The movies are very different, Shazam and Deadpool, but they reminded me of each other in that it was a hole that I didn't know I had. There was a piece of movie I was missing. So Shazam filled the space I didn't know was missing and it it warmed my heart. I can kind of uh, see the comparison and I can also understand that reaction that it warmed your heart because I think the way that I would describe how I felt when I walked out of it is is kind of like overjoyed. Mm -hmm. Like my face hurt from smiling this entire movie and then after I saw it, it's super challenging when there's a review embargo because all I wanted to do was talk about it and tell everybody about it because I mean this is a movie that spreads joy. It is, its heart is just so firmly in the right place. It is so insane 
insanely enjoyable to watch. And these characters are so lovable that, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I just did a laundry list of all good vibe things. And who doesn't want a movie like that in their lives? And that's what I miss is leaving a theater not wanting to know what's going to happen after a snap, not wanting to know what that ties into. This movie has tie-ins, but it doesn't exhaust them. And yeah. it also builds a world that is inclusive but also exclusive to itself. And I really like that I left the movie feeling content but still wanting another movie. Like oh I want God, a Shazam I want another movie. so bad, but I'm not like, oh, no, what do I – like I can revisit this one instead. Yeah. And, and I really like that the movie just – it feels full. It doesn't feel like it's missing anything. Oh, it's my God. Full. Absolutely. It does feel like a full experience. But – I most certainly want a Shazam too. I need to spend more time with these characters and I can go down the entire ensemble and probably name one reason why I love every single individual on the list. But damn, Zachary Levi was just <laughs> pitch perfect casting for this movie. He is so good in that role. And I know this might sound silly, but it can't be easy for an adult actor to play a kid believably. You know what I mean? Where it doesn't feel like you're doing a shtick. And he does it so well. And the way that him and Asher Angel just kind of ping pong back and forth, it really was incredible to me how it felt so seamless and how they always felt like the right person. I love the same the, person. The same person. The person. And I also love that he didn't play dumb. He played impulsive. I love that he didn't play ignorant. He played childish. Mm -hmm. I really like that there was never a moment where that left the plot for the sake of jokes. Every joke landed because it stayed in that yes. same realm. All the montages worked because we're on this through line. And Zach carried all of that. And Asher and his scenes, they both really knew who Shazam was, who Billy Batson was. And they both really walked that line. And the whole time, I love movies that feel like everyone's having fun. I like dark movies as much as the next guy. David Fincher is my favorite director. I like to, to yeah. sob with the best of them. But when I'm in the mood, I want to see actors having the time of their lives. And Zachary Levi is such a sweaty, he's such a comic nerd. To see him get to put on a suit, and run around like a crazy person filled me with so much joy. It is true. You can kind of feel that sensation <laughs> just kind of like radiating off the screen. And it's it's infectious. That's what this is. The excitement about having superpowers in this mm -hmm. movie is infectious. And so much of that comes through Jack Dylan Grazer's performance. I know we've been saying this ever since it came out. And he was just phenomenal in the role of Eddie. But damn, this kid is going to be a freaking star. There are so many talented young actors out there, but you just watch this movie and you see that Jack Dylan Grazer has something special. The chemistry between him and Asher and him and Zach, spot on. But then he's also part of the Foster family, yeah. too. And he has this really charming, unique connection to every single person around him. He's got that fast-talking vibe down so, so perfectly. And I was really surprised that in a movie, called Shazam where you have two actors here who are basically the centerpieces of the movie he gave Freddy such a full story and yeah. had such a wonderful arc that was I would go as far to say one of the most satisfying things about the third act of the film. I, I agree. I think Jack Dylan Grazer. So the thing I really liked about this movie was Asher Angel was the eye line and Jack Dylan Grazer was the eye line. Asher was the eye line of you wanting to be a superhero by way of accomplishing it. Jack Dylan Grazer was you as a theater viewer wanting to be a superhero by way of something having accomplished it. They're both eye lines to your experience of the film and they're both so different but authentic that I think that's why the movie does so well. And so that's why it doesn't just like lean on its concept right. too. I mean it feels like a very – we keep using the word full but that's kind of what it is. It feels like a very full version of that concept, not just a matter of like, oh, it's uh, superheroes meet big. It's More. It's got perspective and it's got feeling and it's got 
different characters and nuance all coming at it from different angles. And how often do you have a movie that has two such strong POVs that reflect you as the viewer? If you're watching that movie Shazam, you want to be a superhero. One of them gets it, one of them wants it, and it's such a full experience. If I saw this as a kid, oh, it'd be my favorite. I movie. would lose my mind. Between twelve and and well, now I love it. But between twelve and any age, it is the movie that's going to be spoken about for every kid. It has so many different tones and balances. It has so much going on at all times, and it never sacrifices its story or its integrity to balance mm-hmm. all that. The balancing act of this movie, uh, I, I think tones are safe to say without spoiling anything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it balances almost every single tone you love from the 80s. It's got comedy. It's got action. It's got scares. Adventure. It's got drama. It's got adventure. It's got family. It has all of these things, and none of them are sacrificed. And it has stakes. That was one of the most impressive things is how funny and, again, joyful a movie like this could be, but never at the expense of feeling like the characters were actually in peril. And I have to give a major hat tip to Mark Strong. We're not going to delve into that character too much here, but he was another example of excellent casting for that role. There is something about the way he carries himself and the way that he kind of just like – basically expresses those lines in a way where if someone else had delivered delivered it mm-hmm. a certain way, it might have felt borderline cartoonish, where he does it in a way that, I don't want to use the, the word cartoonish, but it feels like he's having fun with the role while still making him feel like a truly evil and threatening individual. I, I described him as, as a malicious Robert Downey Jr. In the way that he has so much charisma, he has so much charm, and also Patrick Stewart does this amazingly. The way they deliver lines that should never work but land so well because I think they all live in an 11. If you look at Mark Strong's career, he's been in the Guy Ritchie movies, Matt Vaughn movies. All of his movies are this heightened sense of reality. So I think it's just a day in the park for him. Yeah. I think Mark Strong, he's doing all the work because he's got 10 years of experience doing the work. I think Mark Strong gets to dive into these surreal, larger-than-life realities – and he's so good at it because he, that's his experience level. Mark Strong is such an underappreciated actor. I think he should be in everything. The dude is so captivating and charming while wondering why you feel uncomfortable. But he's also saying this crazy stuff. And that uh, – a hero is not good without a villain. Mm-hmm. And this hero is so much larger than life. They had to find a larger than life villain. And Mark Strong just in a trench coat. You're like, this guy. And it speaks to motivation too. I mean, mm-hmm. again, part of the reason why this feels like such a full story is because what Mark Strong's character wants in this movie – is a very interesting thing to compare to what Billy wants but also doesn't want. And that is a fascinating thing to watch operate basically parallel through the large majority of the film. I also need to give a shout-out to all the other kids in the foster family because – Oh, boy, this is an ensemble that I couldn't get enough of. When I was taken away from the family at the end of the movie, I wanted to go right back to them. (laughs) It's just one of those things where there is a different personality and someone stands out for a different reason. So this is the kind of movie where you're going to wind up playing that game in your head after where it's like, who is my favorite? I can't decide. I like that. That one. That No, that one. And it just changed throughout the entire movie for me. And I just truly fell in love with them. And I also fell in love with what the Foster family represented in the movie. Just about finding yourself, being a good person, living your life for other people. There are just so many beautiful messages about all those characters coming together that it operates on the fun level mm-hmm. and it also operates on another thoughtful level that you could take with you. And I feel like Asher, uh, who we haven't talked about, uh, we need to dive into Asher a bit because his through line to get to the Foster family is so believable. And his through line is very much the usual plot device for movies. The, with Foster movies, you're always like, oh, I don't want to be stuck with this mm-hmm. 
foster family. I don't want to be stuck with these foster parents. I don't want – and that's what a lot of movies, they, they paint this picture that isn't necessarily fair. And that's the POV you're given through Asher and also Asher, by the way. The stuff he does in the third act, the way he, he grows as an actor, the, like Asher's incredible. And this is his first major feature and just tad off to Asher Angel, whose name is also made to be a superhero. Uh, but the family, <laughs> the way you land with a foster family, I love that this and Instant Family show you how much hard work goes into being a foster mm-hmm. family, how important social workers are, how how these kids don't have anything and then they're given everything and how important family is. And the movie balances like 10 plot lines, one of which is how important family is. Yeah. And I love that the parents felt so real and I love that all the kids felt real and the girl from This Is Us steals your heart in like three sentences. Uh, I forget her, forget her name. She She's... The the one that plays Darla. Yeah. Uh, I purposely looked her up because <laughs> I loved... I, I really... I fell in love with her in the movie. Faith Herman. That is another example of someone who just nails her dialogue and her timing because she has some of the funniest beats in this entire movie and the fact that she was able to shoulder that on her own is something else yeah and I can't wait to do the spoiler talk because there's so much about this movie that like you'll notice we talked about Mark Strong we talked about family everything is broad strokes because this movie at the jump really leans into just welcome to this world here we go we're diving in and then you're on a ride for two hours yeah it I mean really from the very beginning of the movie it like shoots you right out the gate and there is no lull. There's never a point where, you know, you hit that middle of the movie lull and it's like, oh, what time is it? So pee no, first. that is not anything that happens in this movie. And it just speaks to the confidence that David F. Sandberg seems to have here. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, I know he is an experienced director at this point. He had Lights Out. He had Annabelle Creation. And still, I'll never get over how he turned around the Annabelle series within the Conjuring franchise for me. I applaud him for that every single day. <laughs> but... With Shazam, I mean, there's no denying that it is a significantly larger production. No, it is not as big as some of the other DC films out there, but this is a lot for someone to handle and all the pressure that comes with it. And you just see that he has a firm understanding of every single element of this production from the visual effects to the chemistry between his cast. And you bring up tone before. Tone is so key. And if you don't have a leader who's able to pull a a really a standout, semi-unique tone here. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen, you know, superhero comedy type things before, but there's just so many... There's so many ways that this movie is operating and so many different themes and ideas it's tapping into that if you don't have someone who could bring it all together, it's kind of all for naught. (laughs) And I completely agree. He's a leader and it feels that way. It feels cohesive because they have someone making this artful craft that is directing and they're they're landing this movie that is so many things. And he's also a director that loves the things we love and it registers. Like he he uses scares at the border of PG-13 like Jurassic Park. He uses comedy from the era of the 80s movies. He balances all the things that our generation is because he's of that generation and that's why this movie feels this way and he also trusts his cast the way this movie's cast gets to flex their muscles because the directing's Mm. handled is why the movie's heart is so strong and then he knows what take to use where to where to level this up where to level that up and i think horror is so much about timing and i think horror is so much about what you put in a frame and in this case timing and what you put in a frame gives you the heart of this movie Mm -hmm. people sleep on horror because they think it's a certain thing but without timing without comedy to lighten you back up to scare you again with Without the frame making you feel uncomfortable, it's not a good horror movie. This movie uses all the strengths of him as a horror director, applies the timing, applies the frame use, applies the ability.
ability to juggle a big cast and puts it in a super heroic scale and the budget felt just as big as any other DC property because he knew knew how to work it again hard director benefit and I think Peter Safran is going to be the guy that shapes the DC universe into the Kevin Feige world I think oh, Peter Safran I think with the trench and I think with this and Aquaman I think he's bringing up all these hard directors and these directors know how to shape a movie because of all the things I just mentioned I think in five years we're going to look back on this as the moment Kevin Feige for DC was born oh wow um, if that, hyperbole extended if that winds up being the case I will be so happy to hear it um, Sandberg really is something else and you also bring up what he does with his frames the framing in this mm-hmm. movie and the color palette is beautiful I mean this might sound like a really uh, simple basic example but like even just the way his suit pops yeah. like the lightning bolt on his suit pops Practical. It's, it's that kind of yes. Practical light. and that makes a that makes a really, really big difference. I mean, you bring up Jurassic Park. You always win me over with a Jurassic <laughs> Park reference, it. but it's that reach out and touch it feel. It's the feel that, like, so much of this feels real. And on the flip side, though, he's able to give it – I don't know why I keep wanting to say the word cartoonish because that's not what I mean. I mean it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. But there's something about some of the visual effects and the suit styles we hear we see here that feel feel like – Fun and vibrant. Now I'm moving from the word cartoonish and I'm going to the word silly. But if you know what I'm larger trying, than life, like bigger than reality, because yeah, that's kind of Shazam. I guess, la- yeah. There's maybe, an exclamation maybe point. Maybe lar- larger than life, but there's something about the movie that feels so grounded and personal and real. And again, like it has stakes. But then he works in those elements, yeah. and the two colliding. That goes back to just like that freaking wild, enjoyable ride, that lovable vibe. And I think you could see that in a lot of the visual effects here, too, Mm -hmm. which there are some challenging things that very easily could have gone south and might not have looked right. And I'm not going to spoil any of them right now, but I will say they look good here. I like the design and I like how they're incorporated into the movie, mainly because I think they suit the tone so well. And Sandberg just keeps that tone so consistent throughout that he could do, he could basically make this whole thing a giant playground, which is what he does. Because when you establish that strong foundation, then it gives the, you the leeway to have some fun and take some big swings. And all those big swings really pay off here. And I got to use an example from the trailer because that's safe. Uh, the <laughs> shot of Mark Strong when he punches Shazam in the trailer that mirrors the Superman shot. They intentionally framed it the same way as the Superman shot. It's got this great and that just shows using a frame, paying homage, not messing with continuity, but also the strength of CGI, even on a more meager budget. And that is just a microcosm of what they're able to do with practical meets CGI. Mm. Meets you caring about the characters makes that punch land more. And that's something that the movie does throughout, where as you fall in love with these people more and more, and because the balance has been done masterfully, like we were talking yeah. about, every impact really hits. And the, the, the mashing of tones somehow works in a way that you care more, not less. And I, I just... I, I can almost not hype this movie enough. I want it to make like one ten its opening weekend. Like I, this movie's incredible. I totally understand that. I I just wanna I wanna keep talking about it and it's just it's really blowing my mind right now that we are recording this review at the end of March and my movie loving heart already feels so full to the point that I can't believe how many movies I've seen this year that I would be shocked if I didn't carry through to the very end of the year when I start to take some films into consideration for Ranking top for ten. my it's, top it, ten. I already got my and, four. And the fact that I have a DC movie, DC movie, a Marvel movie, and a horror movie all in that conversation right now. Yes, 
And this yes. year is just starting. It's March. Like you said, it feels like summer, but it's March. I know. And this is a year where Avengers Endgame comes out. This is a year where we get a Star Wars movie to cap us off. This is a year where Pokemon, come, Detective Pikachu comes out. This is a year where all of the pop culture is really in the limelight in a way that I don't know if I've ever seen this consistent of a year. Like for pop culture stuff. I don't yeah. know what the Oscars are going to be this year, but I do know the movies of my heart, the big shiny objects, are. It, it's such a powerful year and Shazam for me kicks it kicks the summer yes. off in such a positive way that the bar is really high is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Good really luck, is. movies. There's so many more months ahead of us, but if these first three months of the year are any indication – Wow, we are we are some lucky movie lovers yeah, right this here. This is a good time to be us. The time has come, Koi. What is your score for Shazam? Out of ten, I'm gonna go decimal, but it's real high. Nine point three. Uh I've only given like I love the twenty tens in my there. life, but nine point three. It's very nine point three. Um I am going with a nine out of ten for Shazam. Uh again, like I said. I, f- I fell in love with this movie. I fell in love with the spirit of this movie. It had me grinning from start to finish. And it just left me in a place where I felt inspired. Like, <laughs> I mean, it really does. It makes you tap into, like, the charm and the, the superhero abilities. And it just leaves you in a place where you feel like you could do anything. And, like, you want to embrace everybody around you. And you want to be a good person and do the right thing. And... I just love all those values and I love all those feelings and any movie that sends me out the door with those things ingrained in my mind, I applaud you and I applaud Shazam. It is a movie that made me experience childlike wonder without ever diving into childishness. The whole movie had me feeling childlike without feeling childish and that line I didn't know was possible in a universality because everyone I've talked to has felt the same way about it and I didn't think that was possible. So it is a movie that exceeded my lofty expectations and it's a movie that is setting the bar high for the year. Make all the money, Shazam. You deserve it. It's a great descriptor right there. All right, guys, that's it. That's our non-spoiler review of Shazam. But don't worry, this is uh, so far from the end of our Shazam coverage (laughs) on Collider. You are going to get a spoiler review. You're going to get some coverage on Heroes as well all over the place. We're probably going to be talking about this movie a lot. So (laughs) brace yourself for that wild ride. And now that you're done watching this review, please like and share it with your friends and family and whoever else might like a wonderful movie like this. And then also (laughs) hit that comment section below. Tell us if you're excited to see Shazam, if the way we described it seems like the right route for you. Also, when you do see the movie, hit the comment section because we love hearing about what you guys think of these movies too. So get on that and we will see you soon with more Collider Video Reviews. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggin'! 
Jones, you've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.